Hello, my name is Israel. I've been involved in hip-hop since the 1980s as an artist, producer, radio show host, journalist, documentarian, magazine editor, hip-hop advocate, and pundit. Over the years, I've interviewed hundreds of interesting people in music, media, and more. Welcome to Sounds from the Underground, the podcast from Insomniac Magazine, where we learn from both those who reside below the surface and those who've breached it. I want to welcome an amazing entertainer who's been in the game since the 90s and just now dropping his first album. He has credits both as a writer, an artist, a producer, and currently a director. Welcome to the Insomniac Magazine podcast, Knowledge the Pirate. What's happening, man? Ahoy. <laughs> You've been in the game for a long time, man. Stemming back to the early to mid '90s, talk to me a little bit about how you got in the game. Uh, man, that's a long story. I'm gonna try to keep it short. <laughs> but um, basically, you know, I came up in that battling era, man. You know, when niggas had to like show that they was better than the other nigga to even get, you know in the right position to do something, man. Mm-hmm. That's what I was doing. And I eventually ended up going to Philly. I was living in Jersey, between Jersey and New York. And I went over to Philly to this uh, celebrity basketball game, me and my man, Muhammad, and my mm-hmm. other brother, Kate Pirate. And um, we bumped into Charlie Mack. I spit for him. He introduced me to Queen Latifah. We had ended up, like, flying to Hollywood. You know, shit was kind of, like, popping there. And then... Some shit happened, like, with Hammer. Some deal had got fucked up at Capitol Records. They mm. was going to give us, like, a million dollars, yeah. Wow. And Hammer had got, he had got dropped. So we had got dead through them. So our deal got fucked up. And I was at the age where I was having a son, so I kind of, like, was trying to, in a hurry to get my shit popping. Mm-hmm. And um, long story short, got with Ted, Teddy Riley, met me at some jack of rap shit when I was out there. Mm-hmm. Teddy Riley snatched me up, and then that's, that's how that happened, man. I, I was a hot product back then, man. I was kind of one of them dudes that everybody was, like, trying to get at me and once I got in. Wow. Once I got in, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, an, yeah. that's an amazing story. I mean, from going into a, the battle arena to going out to Hollywood, you know, having a million-dollar deal in front of you, and then ultimately working with Teddy Riley— that seemed like that happened right. pretty fast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's how it happened. I was kind of spoiled. Right. That's why it took me a, it took me a long time to fuck with this shit again because I, I, I wasn't used to, like, not getting no bread. Right. Like, you know, right. my first deal was, like, when I fa- if I fast forward and tell you, like, when me and Teddy rock, mm-hmm. I was signed to Jimmy Alvin. Jimmy gave me a half a million dollar deal, like, you know, wow. and it wasn't on no... No bullshit. Like my advancement was seventy thousand. Wow. You feel me? Like, and I, I got my paper. That's why I wasn't mad at Teddy. He, he blessed me. Word. And what year was that? Uh, that you were on Interscope. Um, I got signed to Interscope probably in ninety. Uh, was it ninety four, ninety three, ninety four? Whenever I was with Ted. Right, right, I was right. To Jimmy, I, yeah, that, I was signed to Interscope. Whenever, whenever Black Street was signed to Interscope, right, right. that's when I was over there. And was yeah. that was that yeah. your first feature when you were on the Black Street record? Yeah, because Teddy forced me to do that. Like I didn't want to do that R and B shit. Like right. you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I was more of a street rapper. Right. But Ted respected how I rhymed, and mm-hmm. he, he always let me be myself. You know what I mean? But he was like, "Yo, get on this Black Street shit. This shit is gonna be big." And I'm glad I did. You know, mm-hmm. I was a young wild nigga. Mm-hmm. 
But um, yeah, and that's, yeah, I'm glad I did that. That's shit. an interesting thing, you know, about the music industry, and and a lot of people are probably unaware of that a lot of artists that are looking to get signed you know, don't realize that you could get signed, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the label is going to follow through and release, you know, an album. And, and in your case, you didn't have an album come out, uh, obviously, since we're, it's 2018 and we're talking about your brand new album now. So what happened once you yeah. were signed to Interscope? What happened that you actually didn't get your own music released? No, I can't. You know, I'm going to keep it 100. I couldn't blame that on Interscope or Teddy. You know what I'm saying? We was... We was like, Teddy Riley was like the biggest dude in the industry mm -hmm. then. And we was getting a lot of money having fun. Me, honestly, mm -hmm. I didn't even give a fuck about doing that. Like, I ain't really, I didn't recognize the position I was in, mm -hmm. my nigga. Like, I'm going to keep it 100. Like, I was just like, yo, word, I got here kind of fast. And niggas was getting me with big money. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, look, I'm driving big cars, having fun. You know, I was touring all over the world. You know, mm -hmm. I was touring in Australia, Hawaii. You know, so I... I did a lot of tours and shit, so I was balling in. What happened was bigger than me. Wow. Like, some money got fucked up with that R&B money between mm. Interscope and Ted. Mm -hmm. So when my shit, they hope everything fell. Mm. So it wasn't like my deal just fell through. Like, when, when my shit, when, when it was over for Ted, that's when it was kind of over for me mm -hmm. with, with that situation. So it, it was bigger than me. It was big money involved. Like, right. they gave Teddy $50, mil, 50 million. Wow. I just had a half a million dollar situation. So, yeah. Teddy was the biggest nigga back then. So during, during that time, I mean, between, you know, being an artist on a huge label and touring, if you don't mind, share some of the jewels that you got from that experience. Shit, man. It's the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm different than these dudes now. I'm really a vet because mm -hmm. I really did all the shit they think they doing now. Like mm -hmm. a lot of dudes is getting their turns. Like I've been done that shit, man. I right. had arenas with 20,000 people screaming and, you know, Run DMC coming up to me and sitting me down and telling me how dope I am after he watched me. Because, you know, I was on that Run DMC SWV wow. ATP tour, you know, wow. that Naughty by Nature tour. That was a big-ass major tour. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah, that them, them experiences just, it molded me into the person I am, the performer I am today. Indeed. Indeed. So now that the Interscope... Uh, piece fell apart. What was what was the next stage musically? What was your next stage? Yo, honestly, after that shit went down, bro. You know, I kind of was done. With, I was. Mm. I'm gonna keep it a hundred with you. Mm. Around that time is around the time that Biggie Smalls and Pac got killed. Wow. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And and they were my peers. You mm. feel me? So and they made the music similar to me. Mm. And it was like once that happened. Nick, that East Coast shit kind of was dead. Mm -hmm. Nobody really wanted to, you know, it was like, they wasn't signing niggas from the East Coast, and I'm going to keep it 100. Mm -hmm. It was rumors about me, about shit that I, I don't really want to talk about now, mm -hmm. but they was blaming me for shooting that shit that mm -hmm. I didn't do. Mm -hmm. And niggas was scared of me because Eric Sherman used to beg to sign me back then. Mm -hmm. You feel me? He was mm -hmm. trying to steal me from... I, I ain't going to get no... Right, that. right. That's good. But yeah, he was, he, yeah, he wanted to snatch me from Teddy. It ain't mm -hmm. nothing. That's my mm -hmm. man. Mm -hmm. But once niggas heard that I did some wild shit, niggas was a little nervous to fuck with mm -hmm. me. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Which it wasn't true. But it just made me fall back like, fuck it, man, because I'm a street dude. So I just went to the streets. And, and, and then, matter of fact, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I had caught a case. Mm. Like, when me and Ted fell out, mm -hmm. I had caught a case. I went back fucking around in the streets, mm -hmm. and I got caught a case with some brick shit. Nigga got caught with a little brick, and they, they threw me in the case, 
and I had to fight that shit. You feel me? So mm-hmm. when I was fighting that, I was like, fuck music, nigga. I might go to jail for a bunch of time. Wow. You dig? Mm-hmm. So I had to get that off my head. And then when I beat that, I still kind of was just like, you know, chilling on that music shit, man. I just really wasn't impressed with that shit. Word. Because, you know, yeah, just a nigga. I always got money, basically. So right. it wasn't really, you know, like I, that was the only way to eat or whatever. So I know at one mm-hmm. point, at one point you had a publishing deal with Warner Brothers. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, um, what's his name? I don't know how the fuck you know that. You know a lot, though, bro. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, John Tita, my man up there, he was in Warner Brothers and mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my pen was, you know, I was known for having a pen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I always was known for being a writer. So, you know, they offered me some bread. I think, I don't remember how much it was for, but it was a, it was a nice situation. It was a nice situation. But, honestly... Like I said, me me living the life I lived, mm-hmm. I was always one foot in and one foot out. So I wasn't sticking to the obligations all the way. You know right. what I mean? Right. So I would I would write some shit. They would hit me with bread. But yeah, it was a good situation. I don't really got no complaints about that because they gave me some nice bread. So one uh, thing one thing I find interesting, you know, telling me a little bit about your past and and how you came up, and also knowing your style, the fact that you wrote for Will Smith is kind of interesting. Tell me a little bit about that. I mean, that seems like two separate worlds. You know, if you know Will Smith and his brand, and you know how you come lyrically, I mean, it seems like it's two worlds apart of of what we expect lyrically. Tell me a little about that. I I would have to give that to the dude who really discovered me, man. Mm-hmm. The first guy who ever found me, and that's Charlie Mack. And that's mm-hmm. why I love him and I salute him. And he, you know, he discovered me. He he discovered Meek Mills. You know, he discovered a lot of people that he don't really get the credit for, you know, bringing to the forefront. Charlie, you know, him and Will was best friends since little. Right. So I I was, um, I was, it was when I, I wasn't fucking with music no more, but I started recording some shit. So I had called Charlie and I was like, yo, man, I was like, um, I was like, yo, son, I got some music I think you need to hear. This is after Ted and all that other shit, after mm. all that shit was done. And he was like, where? He was like, um, where you at? I was like, you know, I'm living in New York. He was like, um, yo, we're going to be in, matter of fact, we're in New York right now. I was like, get the fuck out of here. He was like, yeah. I was like, yo, he was like, so come to the studio tomorrow, come check it. So I was like, say less. Came out to the studio, played some shit for Charlie. But I ain't gonna front. I told Charlie what you just said to me. Mm-hmm. I said, yo, my nigga, listen. I said, this music I'm gonna play for you, that's Rocky on the other end. But yeah, I'll call him back. I said, um, this music I'm gonna play for you, I said, this shit ain't for Will, man. I said, you've been with Will 20 years. You know every fucking mm-hmm. body. Everybody's your fucking friends. Mm-hmm. I said, so just plug me with somebody. My shit is hard. Plug me with somebody. So he was like, say less knowledge. You know, I fucked with you. I love you. So he listened to this shit. He was like, oh, my God, this shit is hard. I thought you was going to be dated. He was like, but this shit is right. And then so I was like, all right. So we went to the studio with Will. We was chilling. Will was in there. I started giving him a couple bars when he was saying something. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, Knowledge, you want to come collab with me? So we was collabing that day. And I was like, so I don't ever say I wrote for Will. Because mm-hmm. I didn't. I mm-hmm. collaborated with okay. Will Smith. And it was a, it was a fucking honor because mm-hmm. he's a genius. Mm-hmm. And for me to even get in that position, I just, you know, I'm so grateful that I could say nothing else. But, you know, it, 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 I'll be grateful for it to happen again because it was mm-hmm. a blessing that it happened then. But, yeah. So, you know, and I knew Will for years. He was somebody that knew me even before then, 10, 15 years ago. Mm. You know, I, I was on I was on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on the set. 
Oh, and okay. That shit was going on. Like mm. I said, when like when I first got discovered from Charlie and we flew to Hollywood, mm-hmm. we went and checked Will back then. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So he remembered me from all that and peeped how you know I, I sprouted and did what I did. So yeah, it was just it was just some respectful shit, man. He, and then he, long story short, when we split up, Charlie played my music for Will and he heard the shit I was making. He was like, "Oh, this nigga's pirate is really one of the motherfuckers," and mm-hmm. he gave me a great opportunity, man. It was just a blessing. Yeah, that's what that was. And we collaborated, and you know. We came up, you know, we came up with some decent things. Like when I write for somebody like Will, I don't try to tell him what to do. I follow his lead. Right, right. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, I come out, I kind of, you know, yeah, I just follow his lead, basically. That's an amazing like story, that. man. I mean, so it, it seems like, you know, you were living these two worlds that were so far apart from being on the set at a hit, you know, television show in Hollywood to being back on the streets on the East Coast, I mean, what were you, what were you thinking? I mean, were you thinking that one was, uh, you know, going to beat out the other as far as longevity goes, or were you not? Were you so young that you really weren't thinking about that? Man, when that shit first happened, boy, I was so motherfucking. I was in it. Like, I'm gonna keep it a hundred. A lot of times that shit happened for me. I just be like, just dead. Like, cause you know, when you come from where I come from, mm-hmm. them opportunities is like one in a billion. Like exactly. I be feeling like I be hitting the lottery. Like how the fuck this shit happen? Mm-hmm. Like for real, for real. That's how I be, man. I ain't even gonna lie to you. That, you know, that the people that I get, like get next to the fact that they even be fucked. Cause I come from a different place, my nigga. I don't mm-hmm. be, they cut. I don't even know, but they be seeing some shit in me. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping it 100, but I'm gonna tell you what it is for real. I'm a real intelligent dude. Like, mm-hmm. if you ever really spoke to me, because I'm on this recorder, it fucking makes me a little weird. I don't like this shit. <laughs> but I'm a real smart dude. I know a lot. Like, I know the weight of the earth. I know how sound travels. Like, I'm a real god. I mm-hmm. study my mathematics and my degrees. And I'm a civilized man that takes care of my family. So even though I come from that, mm-hmm. I'm not that. You right. know, I rose above that shit. I'm a more conscious brother, you mm-hmm. know, for real. So, like, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover because, you know, the pages is what tell the story, you know, word. Indeed. So what was the next stage of recording? Was it when you when you got with Rock Marcy or, or were you were you starting to record again before that? That was right after that. Um, the Will Smith situation. Mm hmm. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I, you know, I'm giving you too much. Like, you're supposed to pay me for this. They got to pay me for this shit, I'm telling you. Like, for real. Like, somebody owe me money, man. I'm supposed to be doing this shit for free. My life is a movie, bro. That's that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking no, you're telling me. Movie. Yeah, You indeed. don't even know who my cousin is. I ain't tell you who I'm related to. You don't know where I was born. Like, I ain't telling you all. Like, I ain't, that's a lot to me, bro. They don't even know, like, my whole shit is deep, man. And right. when it all come out, they're going to be like, yo, this nigga's the most interesting nigga in the world. Indeed. For real. This like, is a movie, um, man. This is a movie. Yo, uh, what was I going to say? You said that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to figure it. out, like, before, was there anything before happened. Rock Marcy? I, I got yeah. you. I'm going to tell you. Mm-hmm. When I was doing that music that Will, that um, got me to collaborate with Will Smith, that mm-hmm. music he heard, mm-hmm. Will was going to sign me. Mm-hmm. I was going to sign to Will Smith then. He, you know, he, had, he was ready to move me out there. Mm-hmm. And my, um, my best friend that got shot like six times. He got murdered. Wow. So 
when he got murdered, it fucked me up and I started acting crazy. And and uh a nigga told like nigga, it made you know, Will don't need to be near that kind mm-hmm, of shit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I kinda he kinda fell back a little bit, but I fell back. I'm gonna keep it real, because I went in depression. I didn't want to rap no more. Mm-hmm. And it was fucked up at the time that it happened. Cause Will wanted to sign me and I and, and my best friend got murdered. And I was like, yo, fuck this rap shit. I'm ready to get wild. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 I just fell back. And that's when I, I left rap alone again for maybe a year. Mm-hmm. And then after that, that's when me and Rock Marcy start uh, doing what we did. But in the midst of all this, me and Rocky always been together. Right. Like I was always, we just was our own entities. We mm-hmm. was both so strong. We always both had our own things popping. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. And, and, and at what stage of your career did Pharrell come in and the Neptunes? No, that was in the Teddy shit, man. Mm, that was in the that early was in days. The that was days. back in the Black yeah, Street. That was in the early, yeah, yeah. I was with Pharrell and them before Pharrell and them was like real big dudes. Like they was like right. we came up together in the early, early days. Uh-huh. Indeed, indeed. So, so here we have this twenty, almost what? What is that? Like twenty five, twenty six year history in music, you know, rolling with some of the biggest names in the industry. And here we are in 2018 and you're dropping your first album. What's that feel like? <laughs> nah, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's it's a beautiful thing. Word is born. It's a beautiful thing. It's a blessing that I'm, I got my, my mental health, you know, my physical health, mm-hmm. you know, and um, that I can add on to the culture. You know, and um, the reason why I am doing it because I didn't like me and Rocky, you know, we ain't like where shit was going, you mm-hmm. know, far as the sound and mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. everybody was starting to, you know, fucking rap like they was from down south. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's that's where Mossberg and, you know, Reloaded, Pimpire Strikes Back mm-hmm. and all that is about, and, you know. And, you know, and shit has came to a fold now. It's like it was time for Flintlock. It was, you know, I started seeing where we could we could get bread out of this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, yo, and Rocky always being on me, like, because he loved me. And he know my talent. He like, yo, P, fuck that shit you doing. Like, you need to stay, you know what I mean? And, uh, and sure, Lord, we here now, man. It's a blessing. Word. That's awesome, man. And I love, I mean, obviously it's a raw style, it's a lyrical style, but I also love the branding, you know, the whole pirate branding, the swashbuckling and all that. How'd that come about? That'd been me forever. Mm. Like, I started this pirate shit way back then. Like, Charlie Mack since then. Like, I was the pirate. Now mm-hmm. I'm the pirate. Like, it's pirates all over. Right. And I'm known all over the world. So, yeah, this shit is real. It's not no fake shit. You know, that nigga that got murdered was a pirate. This shit is bigger than rap. You know what I mean? But it ain't no gang shit. Right. Any, you could be a pirate if you bout that treasure. You mm-hmm. feel me? I like, like that. For real. Lawrence. I like that. So talk to me a little bit about your producing. What What have you been working on production-wise? Everything. The whole Flintlock shit. Right, right. Everything, you know, Flintlock. Like, that's me. That's executive produced by me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm in control of all that. Don't nobody, like, direct me or produce me. You know what I'm saying? Right. I kind of... I kind of produce myself. The only person I kind of even give that to is Rocky. Right, other right. And that, when I deal with other producers, I kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Indeed. Yeah. And I see that you're getting and, some director credits on your videos as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah so exactly. what's that like? Talk to me a little bit about that, about the creative process of actually shooting a video when you're the star of the video as well. Basically, 
knowing what you want aesthetically and what you're trying to see, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and what what you want um, the people to, you know, how you want to represent yourself to the people. I I feel like it's hard for me to put that in somebody else's hands mm-hmm. when I'm I'm you know because if you see the way my pen go, mm-hmm. I'm a storyteller, so I I have a lot of visions and shit. You ain't seen shit yet. To keep it real, every video I did, I I, I rushed them. Yeah. You know, and okay. then I'm glad people like them, but they're not my best work. They're just some shit that I did. And, you know, I did it well, but everything you're going to see is going to be better. You know what I'm saying? Well, no question. So I was yeah. I was watching the um, the long version of or the extended version of the long gaze and it played out almost like a movie or a TV show. Um, tell me a little bit about your thought behind putting that together the way you did. Basically, that's that's like a um that's going to be like the start not the start but that's a part of my web series shit that mm. I'm working on okay know? i got a pirate pirate web series coming and um long gaze is you know it's just an introduction of it dealing with the f- disenfranchised youth mm-hmm. you know in the streets they really don't got guidance mm-hmm. and you know it's a generation gap between the young and the old and, you know, the water that flows beneath the bridge is the birth of the pirates. Mm-hmm. You dig? And that's the shit that you see going on. So that's what the web series is going to be about. You know, it's going to be a, it's going to be some dope shit. And I'm just introducing it through some of my videos. And I'm going to continue doing that. Nice. Yeah. But when, that's what that shit is about. When's that going to officially drop, the web, web series? I would say 2019. Okay. Hopefully, like, the summer of 2019, I had that together. Nice. Uh, very nice, man. So you you're you're doing the writing on that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna write the whole shit, uh, man. So you're doing a lot of creative things. What what else are you planning to do? I mean, you're 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 an MC, a dope MC at that. You're a writer. You're a director. Uh, you're a producer. So what's next on the horizon? I'm gonna keep it 100. What's going on this next is my label is Treasure Chest, and it's called Treasure Chest Entertainment. Nice. And the next person that's coming on it, he's a fucking prodigy. And he's a little version of me. Mm. And he's my son. He's okay. 16 years old. And his name is Jay Mafia. He he does like the the uh that new wave rap and he doesn't do the old, you know, the kids they want to rap like kids. Right, right. He um yeah, he got some new single out right now with uh young Nudie mm-hmm. called Head Ass Niggas. I'm gonna show people that even though I'm an East Coast rapper and I keep it at 100 with the shit I do, mm-hmm. and when they see what I do with my son, they're going to realize how this shit runs in the family. And it's, 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 it's like, this ain't no gimmick shit. I'm going to really bring something to the culture. like Because my son, he's fucking amazing. you know. And I'm, I'm not just bringing him because he's my son. I'm mm-hmm. bringing this motherfucker. Because honestly, I think he the illest little motherfucker out. What's it's it like a, working I'm with your son, though? I mean, that's an interesting dynamic. The most... Listen to me. It's the most amazing feeling in the world. The fact that my baby boy mm-hmm. has the rhythm and the melody that he has on the mic, it, it, it's just, it tingles my soul. Now, the one thing, I, the problem I had, the only dilemma mm-hmm. was the shit that he says in his rhyme. Mm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. It was fucking with me because he's really saying some, you know, he's saying what these fucking kids be doing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and and at first, I was like kind of fucked up with it, but I said, you know what? If I do that, hip hop would never been born mm-hmm. because you know the hip hop we grew up on, 
it wasn't really hip hop if you could play it for your parents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to be a fucking hypocrite because he's creative. He's just not, you know, it's just as a father, you know, you kind of like, oh, why are you saying that? Why you? But my son don't do no fucking surf. Mm-hmm. He don't fucking pop no pills. But he's a creative little kid and he know what the fuck they want to hear. So mm-hmm. he's spitting his shit and I'm going to let him do what he do. And that's what that's about. That's wow. nice. Speaking of that, what do you think about the state of hip hop right now? I mean, obviously you came from an era where hip hop, you know, was still king or let me rephrase that, you know, New York was still king when it came to hip hop. And obviously, you know, folks like Rock Mars kind of brought that back to the East Coast. What do you think about where we are now just in general in hip hop? I think because of me and Rock Marciano, that this shit is in a great place. And the other brothers that's following the blueprint are sticking to our roots. It's in a great place right now. Mm-hmm. It's shit to switch. Right now, right now, it's in a beautiful place, man. Because people are paying attention to lyrics again. You know what I mean? I just dropped Flintlock. The shit went crazy all over the world. It's a hot Everybody record. Was it's a hot record. Shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so I think we're in a great place right now, man. It's beautiful, man. All right. Nice, nice. So, man, you've been in the game so long. I think it would be a shame if I didn't get you to drop a little bit of knowledge, maybe give us some gems for folks that are coming in the game now. What would you say is the best advice that you could give them? Someone that's starting to discover hip hop now, trying to take it seriously and wanting to make some moves based on all your experience. What's the best piece of advice you could give them? I would tell them this that they need to believe in themselves and don't pay nobody no fucking money to do nothing for you. Because if you really work on your creative talent, your talent will get you where you got to go. Because even if you know the right people, that shit won't keep you there. Only your talent will. So work on your craft because that's the most important thing. And when your craft is perfected, trust me, people are attracted to you. It causes a magnetic attraction. So, yeah, just sharpen your saw. Nice. Nice. Good good advice, man. So where could everyone find out more about Knowledge the Pirate? Obviously, you get a website. What about your socials? Knowledge the Pirate 777. Okay, Knowledge the Pirate 777. Oh, it's at Pirate Knowledge on Twitter. All right. Awesome, man. So I want to thank you so much, Knowledge, man. You have an incredible story. I think a story that was, I mean, just waiting to get made into into a movie of your life. So I hope I get to see that one day. You are, because I'm going to make that motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) For real. That's fact. That shit getting made, man. Because, you know, my life story is the story that can save another motherfucker's life. And that's what we're here for is to help one another, see, you know, and, and people got this shit fucked up. You know, we, we, we think we're supposed to be destroying one another when really we're supposed to be building with each other, you know. You know, we, it's, it's two sides of the eight. It's mm-hmm. a positive and a negative. Either you can build or you can destroy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to destroy negative, but I'm going to build on the positive, and that's real. Make my knowledge bomb. Very nice, man. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate all your time, man. And I wish you continued success. And, you know, Insomniac Magazine will be looking out for you. Indeed, God. I appreciate you. Thank you for checking out another episode of Insomniac Magazine Sounds from the Underground Podcast. Check us out at insomniacmagazine.com. Insomniacmagazine.com. As a matter of fact, if you forget all that, 
just check us out at inhiphop.com. Also, if you don't subscribe and you just happen to listen to this one episode, please take time to subscribe. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review. Hit those stars. And until next time on the Sounds from the Underground podcast from Insomniac Magazine, my name's Israel. Peace.